Hello and good day. This is Fringe. It's been a while and um, we haven't made this record, I would dare say, in a couple of weeks, running up to a month now. Now, that does not mean that I hadn't had things in my heart that I often would love to share, but I went back to meditate on what we had done and to release it and to think about the direction of where we were going. And very often, we would have these pauses, right? We'll have this pause to reflect on what we have talked about so far. As I said earlier, the subject of love is huge. <laughs> of course, it has to be. It's almost as keen to... It's almost as though we're talking about God himself. And until eternity, we will never be able to exhaust all that is in God. And therefore, you know, I have taken this time to, to reflect and to think about the importance, the import of what we have been talking about. First, for my own life, right? And, and, and then to see the, the application of what it is that I am learning. And trust me, there's a ton that has happened in my life personally as a result of this discussion, okay? I would encourage you as well to to reflect as often to please ask your question leave your remark and let us go on this journey together now fringe is a platform where believers connect to learn and to grow by the knowledge of christ looking into the perfect will of the father and that perfect will is in the face and that perfect will is the person of jesus christ to pray for the sick, that is why we are here. To pray for the broken, to pray for the destitute, and to build the complete person into the fullness of all that Christ, through his blood, he has done, he has fulfilled for humankind. And how did he do that? Via his death, his beautiful resurrection, and ultimately, him sitting at the right hand of the Father. You see, this is for you. This is for me. And if you have noted carefully, if you had followed us, you know, over the course of this discussion, this is exactly the things that we have done. This is exactly the things that we have looked at. The perfect will of the Father. And Jesus is the perfect will of the Father. Jesus is the face of God himself. <laughs> This is all that Fringe is all about. Now, today, we'll take a deviation out of the subject of what we have been talking about, love, right? And there's a subject that had been on my heart, which I had meditated on in, in last week. Of course, two weeks running up until today. And that question is, how do we hear the voice of God? And how do we know that this is the voice of God? Because this is one subject that has also caused a lot of distractions, a lot of misdirection in the body of Christ. Because there are many people out there that often would ask, but how can I know that this is the voice of God? And in practical example, I will give you a few 
not because my experiences are the best no but how do we know that the things that we are learning is of god and how can we recognize that this is of god so that's how i will share with you just this today the voice of god i will call it and i'll start off this way if you are a believer you have heard the voice of god then the next question is but how can i say that we have heard the voice of god when i'm not even aware I have heard the voice of God. Now that is the interesting part. <laughs> because how can you hear and not hear? Right? How can you hear and not even know that you are actually heard? Now, as humans, we honestly do not even know ourselves. We have very little understanding of who we are. We have very little understanding of our identity. But we are growing. And part of our discussion is a growth into God. It's a growth into full maturity. And full maturity comes with knowing exactly the voice of the father, the voice of the mother, the voice and our true identity. So I'll, I'll start off like this. A child, when, when he or she is conceived in the womb, when you actually carried out that carry that child out early enough and ask the child to identify the voice of the mother the child might not be able to but instinctively by birth defect right not defect in a negative way right or i would rather say by birth installations <laughs> computer words that child knows the voice of the mother and the voice of the father and that is why when babies are born and they begin to cry when the mother speaks the baby responds by becoming silent because the baby knows this is solace this is the one for protection when others you know the nurses, the midwives, the doctors around will take extra, will make extra steps to cuddle, you know, to, to assure. And the baby, the baby will still go on screaming until the baby hears the voice of the mother and the cry stops. But if you ask that baby, how is it that the baby could know the voice? The baby will not be able to tell you. You have to let years to pass. I dare say, minimum at least 10 years, you know, between 6, 7, 8, 10 years for the baby to be able to register that this is the voice of the mother. I grew up as a young man having two mothers because I was raised by my grandma first and then I was nurtured by my birth mother secondly. And I called both of them mother. You see, now I could differentiate the voice of my grandmother from the voice of my mother. But there was a point in my life whereby I could not. Until I was about 10 years old. Until I was about 8 years old. Then by the time I was 20, I could confidently hear my grandma's voice and know that is grandma. And that is mother. But we are in a time whereby, 
you know other believers will tell other believers oh you need to know no but it's a growth it's a growth process we, we cannot ascertain we cannot forcefully tell other believers that they ought to know when they're in the growth process you see this is what i'm talking about today the voice of god the voice of god and so what other better person could we have gotten that actually helped us to bring definition to our life than the person of jesus and we are going to use the book of john that we have been talking about and we would look at how did jesus identify his disciples how did he point to them who they were how did he help them to channel their belief system from the book of john i believe that you know i would encourage you if you hadn't heard what we had talked about if you hadn't listened to the previous record please do because i wouldn't have the time to you know talk about each of the chapters or each of the verses but also and more importantly i will also run it through with every other scriptures in the bible and so jesus said to peter and not just to peter he spoke to the other disciples as well you know the ones close by him around chapter 4 of john he said what do people say who do who do men say that i am and the disciples said to jesus people say you are the prophet you are elijah you john the baptist and jesus said now who do you say that i am and peter spoke and peter said you are the son of god the son of the living god you are christ that is you are the messiah the son of the living god and this is what jesus said to him peter flesh and blood did not tell you this it means peter even you yourself you did not get this by yourself because peter is flesh and blood he said but my father told you this that means my father let you in on this secret that i am the christ question did peter know to recognize that god has spoken to him answer no if we went to heaven today if peter actually came down to us today peter would also tell us no he was not aware that god had spoken to him peter did not know no peter did not know <laughs> can you see so when we talk about hearing the voice of god peter heard the voice of god peter responded by what he had heard and gave jesus an answer as a result of what he heard and could not recognize that god had spoken to him again i tell you something else jesus looked at you know the people he was speaking to and his disciples just shortly after john the baptist had been killed and jesus said to them now i will go back a little bit i will go back a little bit john the baptist was asked are you the messiah he said no are you elijah john the baptist said no do you see that now 
and of course he died in that fashion not knowing and Jesus is at the scene and Jesus said who do men say that this guy is Bible and Jesus said to them he said look you guys have been looking for John the Baptist and I tell you the truth John the Baptist had come Elijah I mean Jesus said to them the Bible said that Elijah must come before the great day of the Messiah he said but I tell you the truth Elijah indeed had come and they have done with him according to the way of the prophets by killing him question the people did they know that that was John the Baptist no because John the Baptist himself did not even know because John the Baptist said no I'm not Elijah but Jesus said no that guy that is Elijah can you see how Jesus brought a definition to the kind of personality that he is he did not know and Jesus brought out his personality that same definition of ascribing a persona Jesus did that to, to Peter himself he said Peter you are the rock and on this I will build my church what's my point we have no idea who we are and we ought to be very patient with us with ourselves not even saying people with ourselves with with me Uja with me Moses with you Mary with you Silas with you Mikael be patient with yourself we have no idea who we are Je- Jesus said to the two brothers John and Judas you know they went to a city and the city drove Jesus out and you know the two sons of Zebedee said to Jesus can we call down fire from heaven as Elijah did and Jesus looked at them and said wow you guys have no idea what kind of spirit that you are of can you see that can you do you hear that he said you have no idea what kind of spirit that you are of you know um we actually ought to read the scripture this is this is brilliant this is beautiful Luke chapter 9 verse 54 and when his disciples James and John saw this what did they see they had turned Jesus and they did not receive Jesus now these two said to the Lord will you that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did but he Jesus turned and rebuked them and said You know not what manner of spirit you are of. Okay. Do you see that? <laughs> And many times, you know, we try to think that we even know ourselves. And these are the two brothers Jesus said to them, "You don't even know the kind of spirit that you are." You don't know. But I have good news for you because before Jesus, you know, In the previous episode we had talked about every time that people came to Jesus you know trying to ascribe trying to acclaim rather that they believe Jesus said do you believe do you believe you know do you now believe now he sometimes he wasn't really asking a question you know to spur them to believe he was actually questioning or challenging the fact that are you sure you believe you know it's almost like he was throwing them he was throwing back to them the question when they said to him oh well father we believe and then he would say i do you believe you know that's how it was 
But the good news is, you know, because even the disciples, oh Lord, teach us how to have faith, you know, and just like, oh, you have little faith. But a point came in Jesus' life where he acclaimed and ascribed the fact that these guys had and have believed on who he really was. We could, we could go on and on, and you can see, you know, time and time again, where we have no, people did not even know who they were. And Jesus is the one telling people who they are, telling them of their intentions and of their mind, <laughs> and of their actions. He said, Peter, you would deny me, and you would do that three times before the cock would crow. Peter was sincere when he said, no, 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 I would want to die for you. And Jesus knew that, no, not yet. Now you have no ability. But a time will come. Yes, you can lay down your life. How much more can we become? Let's become patient with ourselves. Let's become, I wish you could see my hand. You know, it's as though I'm trying to press down this haste that, oh, I want to know the voice of God. Oh, I I want to be, we uh, (laughs) <laughs> now this is where I'm going to this is where I'm going to let's go to John chapter 17 itself in the book of John chapter 17 you know, Jesus' priestly prayer beautiful beautiful verse John chapter 17 okay it says I have revealed your name I'm reading verse 6 I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world they were yours you gave them to me and they have kept your word now they know that everything you have given is from you because i have given them the words you gave me and they have received them and they have known for certain that i came from you they have believed that you sent me can you see how how warming that this is can you hear those words Everything. I, rather, verse 9. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine, and I'm glorified in them. Can you see? This is the highlight. This is the punchline. Because I have given them the words you gave me. They have received them, and they have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. So all the highlights and all the times that Jesus kept on asking, do you now believe? Are you sure you believe? Do you believe? You know, and then, oh, help my own belief. Some will cry. And then, you know, Mary will say, oh, Lord, I believe that you can do all things, you know, before raising the brother. <laughs> And all of those questioning, all of those uncertainty has come down to this certainty. They have received your words. They have known for certain. They have believed that you sent me. And so Jesus now has ascribed a certainty to them. They did not know. They were, trust me, here when Jesus was making this prayer in John chapter 17, they were still asking questions. But Jesus knew that they had believed Mm, he knew and you see so (laughs) you know the question we asked before we started this you know 
this discussion. How do we know the voice of God? If you never knew the voice of God, you will never be born again. Being born again into the family, into the body of Jesus, is not done with a logical mind. No, it's not. It's not done with a logical calculation that, yeah, it makes sense to become a believer. It does not. It's not even done because we audibly heard God like Paul the Apostle did. No, it's not. It's just an inward voice that we are not even aware that God has spoken to us. That makes us know that God spoke to us. How shall they believe if death if no one is sent? And how shall they go? And how shall they hear if there's not a preacher? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so it was that faith, that saving faith, that voice of God, that word of God that we heard that changes our heart to know the living God, to follow him to death. Not of anything, not of any courage on our path, no. Not of any ability on our path, no. But our saving grace that this is God. That we lay down everything to death. I should say, because believers, we can't die. We close our eyes into eternity. Or we remain alive until Christ comes. Until the rapture comes, rather, not Christ come, because Christ's second coming is for Israel and the rest of the world, the rest of the believers. But the catching up into glory is far way beyond the second coming of Christ. And the voice of God prepares us for death. You see, I would encourage you. You see, that inward, I said earlier, I was going to also show and give examples of how I know. In in the past week, I was faced with a difficult challenge to make, you know, deciding between one job and the other. And to me, it just makes sense that hmm, the other, the one I preferred, would cost me economically. That was my analysis in the physical. And I just followed my heart because there was just a scratch in my inward mind. Hmm, This would not be economically wise. And I left it off. I am convinced this is God leading me. <laughs> Knowing and unknowingly. Conscious and unconsciously. See? And then I'm making decision because I also had a second interview with a different company here for a 12-month period. And I'm like, I will take that. And I'm, I know for certain this is God leading me. You see, we ought to really rest because Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I do not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord leads me beside the still waters. The Lord restores my soul. The Lord leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. This should be our rest and our peace of mind. Not to be worried about am i making the right decision am i and this has kept many believers unfortunately on the path 
of not taking any decision at all. Am I in the right business? Am I in the right relationship? Am I making the right decision to buy a house? We ought to relax. <laughs> the Bible says in the New Testament, it is God in me to will God in me to do according to his good pleasure. Did you hear, uh, did you, did we, did any believer hear an outward voice? There might be some actually, but the bulk of believers, we did not hear a voice externally to give us the certainty that Jesus is the Son of God. No, it was inside <laughs> that yes, I believe. Can you prove that belief to anyone? You cannot, but then you just know. Because God told you. God called you. And that's what Jesus said. <laughs> Look at what Jesus said. Look out. Let, let, let's go back and read again. <clears throat> let's go back and read again. He says, Now I'm coming to you. I speak these things to the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. No, I, I have jumped so much. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Verse 3 of John chapter 17. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world. The 12 disciples did not even know that God was the one giving them to Jesus. Neither was the 70. Neither was the 3,000 that came. I feel the anointing even saying this. Neither was the 3,000 that came to Jesus when you know the apostles preached to them neither was a church when the church was born in acts 21 and in the book of Acts, and then in the great spread of the, of the gospel when it started in israel and then right now did any did you know that god was one bringing you to jesus no he said look and this is what, hear what jesus says i have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world they were yours you gave them to me so did they even know that they were of God? No, they did not. They did not know. And they have kept your word. <clears throat> and they have kept your word. Excuse me there. Now they know that everything you have given is from you. Did they know? No. Jesus was acclaiming to them, ascribing to them their belief. I smell a very, I can tell you, I'm not wearing a perfume. Right now, I smell a very fine fragrance, and I know it is of spirit. I have given them the words you gave me. They have received it. They have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. Why are we saying all of this today? So that we can rest that God has got our back, that God has everything under control if you are a believer i tell you the truth you have heard the voice of god but can we grow together in this yes we can and let us therefore grow together in this of god which we have heard god has called you god has called me because that's that we're believers because we heard god <laughs> if you never heard his voice you will never be born again And let us continue to learn so therefore rest a man of God once said if you are born again 
you can go ahead with making decisions. It is a right it is a right thing to make. You will not be in error. If you are born again, you will be led unconsciously. He would not leave you even when you go to the valley of the shadows of death because the Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, you are with me, your rod and your staff. In the valley of the shadows of death, they comfort me. <laughs> and then you, you prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Because when we take ourselves through the valley of the shadow of death, we will face enemies. But yet he prepares a table for me there. Let this be your confidence. Let every fear of decision, let it die right now. And let the peace of God, let this sweet fragrance, let it wash you over and over again. That the decisions that you make are God-given decisions, are God-directed decisions. And do not be afraid. And I speak the peace of God over you. Go in this and enjoy the life that we have in Christ. Dear friends, we've come to the end of this today. And as we proceed forth into the day, into the week, know that God loves you. God is not against you. He is for you. He loves you tenderly and warmly. And He has affections for you. And I encourage everyone, if you hadn't listened to the previous episode, please do. There are word, there are things packed. It's packed with the heart of God. It's packed with the tenderness of God. And until next time, always know and rest in this knowledge that God loves you from now until eternity, until we see his face, face to face. God loves you.